Let's lift our Bibles up. This is our uh, custom around here at Glorious Way. We like to wave our Bibles around, make Jesus glad and the devil mad. And let's say this together. Say, Heavenly Father, I've tuned in on purpose on Wednesday night. It's midweek and I'm ready to eat some meat. I'm ready to be fed. My spirit must be fed so that my faith can grow and my victory can be assured in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's look at John, the 16th chapter. The Gospel of John, 16, verse 12. And this is Jesus speaking to his disciples uh, at the Last Supper and, and just before he went to the cross. In verse 12, he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. You can't carry them. You can't even understand them now. Why? Well, because they were spiritually dead men. They had not yet been born again. Jesus had not yet gone to the cross. So they, 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 were, not, they were not able to know the meaning of some of the things he said, but he gave them to them anyway. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, has come. So what's he doing? Well, he's taking their mind off his leaving because they're sad. Very, very traumatic situation. They're sad and they don't understand what's happening. They don't understand the redemptive power of the cross. They don't understand any of that. They just know he's leaving. And he said, but when I, when I leave, the Holy Ghost is going to come. The whole, when the, and they called him the spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. All things that the Father hath are mine. Therefore said I that he shall take of mine and show it unto you. I want to read verses 13 and 14 in the Crickmer translation. And he said, and what is coming will be accurately informing you. In other words, the Holy Spirit's coming, Spirit of truth. And he will be accurately informing you. For out of my own shall he be receiving and then accurately informing you. And so that's what I want to talk about tonight, the Holy Informer. <laughs> a lot of ways to look at the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Truth, the Comforter. And tonight I want to focus on the Holy Informer. You know, much has been written about our intelligence agencies, you know, the letter agencies, most of which have been weaponized, maybe all of them have been weaponized against the population uh, over the last 20, 30 years. The FBI, the CIA, the DIA, the NSA, the NRO, the NGA, and 11 other partners they supply. And, uh, and you know, it used to be that they were pretty accurate about what they supplied. But, you know, we see that there's gaps now. You know, there's no gaps in our actionable intelligence that we receive from the Holy Informer. He accurately informs us. You notice... In the Kripmer uh, translation, it, 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 talked, it said the same thing, accurately informs us. Oh, just think about how critical it is for us to know what's actually going on in certain issues, in certain things. And so we have the greatest informer. We have the greatest intelligence agent 
the greatest revealer of secrets ever known. And he is the Holy Ghost. And he does live on the inside of us. Let's not ever forget that. When we're caught unaware, when we're caught by surprise, when we're caught into things that we're not sure what's going on. Listen, you have one inside you that knows all about it. And he's ready to reveal things to you. He doesn't want us to walk in darkness. Yes, we do have to walk by faith. Yes, he's not going to connect all the dots and lay everything out for us so we know everything. But he will give us uh, accurate information. Everybody say that loud. Accurate information. Isn't that what we need? And so he truly is our holy informer. (laughs) He's constantly receiving actionable intelligence and he's accurately informing you. So we're not groping in the dark. We're not, you know, we're not wondering what in the world's happening. We're not at a loss when we allow the holy informer to inform us. So I know some of you are asking, what, what are some examples <laughs> of actionable intelligence? Boy, doesn't that sound fancy? It sounds, you know, like military. Uh, and it is military because we're all in the army of God. He doesn't want us deaf, dumb, and blind about things that are going on. Uh, well, in verse 15, it says, all things that the Father hath are mine. Isn't that amazing? Just, you might want to underline that phrase. It's just half the verse. All things that the Father hath are mine. So then everything the Father has belongs to Jesus, and everything that Jesus has belongs to us. So everything the Father has is ours. So all we need to do is be informed of what it is. What is it? So the holy informer will take of Jesus' inheritance and he will show it or he will inform you because if it belongs to Jesus, it belongs to you. All the Father has is mine, Jesus said. And we can say the same thing. All the Father has is mine because it belongs to Jesus, it belongs to me. All I need is the holy informer to show me. Well, First of all, the holy informer will inform you of what the Word says you have. See, some of the things that we have are already written in the Word. We have what the Bible says we have. The Bible says we have healing. It belongs to us. By whose stripes you were healed, 1 Peter 2, 28 says. It's already happened. We're not trying to get healed. We already are healed. We're not trying to get it. Jesus got it for us. We have it. It's not something we're trying to get. We're not trying to get God in a mood to heal us. No, we already have healing. It belongs to us. See, that's actionable intelligence. Comes right straight from the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit can light that Scripture up for you and encourage you when you're feeling all kinds of symptoms to the contrary. But then on top of that, the Holy Informer will show you and inform you what belongs to you that's not written in the Word of God. <laughs> there is a whole lot that's not written in the Bible that belongs to you anyway. <laughs> Amen. And He is ready and willing and able to inform you accurately of what it is that you have coming to you. Boy, isn't that awesome? And, uh, you know, I've, I've given this testimony uh, not too long ago, but I, I, you know, it's just one of the, the, the sweetest things God ever did for me. And it just ha- happens to, to, you know, to fit with my personality. I've always been a car nut. I like cars. I've owned a lot of different kinds of cars. 
And in 2005, you know, here we are, pastor in the church. I don't even remember what, ch- what kind of car I had in 2005. But, but anyway, I think it was an Acura or something. And it was several years old. But the Corvettes came out with a brand new model. Called a, a, it was called the C6 Corvette, the sixth generation Corvette. And it looked like, a lot like the second generation Corvette. It, it was kind of a, a, a throwback or a retro looking Corvette. And I just loved it. I thought it was so beautiful. And I, you know, I didn't pray for it. I didn't ask God to give me one. I just started looking at it and I'm thinking, boy, I'd sure like to have one of those. And then I'm thinking, oh, it's so expensive. And I guess you start kind of getting the, the Corvette, you know, expense. It's brand new Corvette, so it's going to be expensive. And, you know, I wasn't even sure that I'd even pray for it. I just kind of liked it. I bought a few magazines. And then in 2006, they came out with another model of the same Corvette, but it, was a, it was a, had a larger, more powerful engine. It was called the Z06, and boy, I really liked it because it was 505 horsepower, six-speed manual transmission. They had some new colors, and oh, I really, I really liked it, but I still didn't pray. I looked, you know, I looked at them. I looked online in the Corvette forum. I listened to what people said that when they bought them, and and I saw some videos of them and pictures of them, and I just let myself look at it, you know, and think about it. But I didn't ask God for it. I didn't ask Him, you know. I didn't pray, oh, Lord, I'd like to have it. Is it mine? I didn't even ask Him if it was mine. I just kind of kept looking at it and investigating. I played what if. And then in 2007, early 2007, I think it was February or March, Gladys and I were on a rare vacation. We were gone for like 10 days, which is very rare for us. Might have been the first time we were ever gone on a vacation like that. And uh, I was sitting out on the balcony of the hotel room reading my Bible and looking at the Pacific Ocean. And, and I got through with my praying and closed my Bible and was headed back in the room to see what Gladys wanted to do the rest of the day. 10 o'clock in the morning, beautiful day. And the Holy Ghost, the Holy Informer, <laughs> spoke sweetly to my spirit. And he said, you can have that Corvette that you've been looking at. <laughs> All of a sudden, I had actionable intelligence of what belonged to me that's not written in this Bible. There's nowhere in this Bible that says I can have one. But the Holy Ghost said I had one coming. And I, I thanked him, and I praised God. I danced around the room. I talked to Gladys about it. She wasn't near as happy about it as I was. And I can understand that. And so I started preparing, you know, to what am I going to do about this? You know, so I had to get more serious about what it was, and how I was going to buy it, how I was going to do it. And it took a while to get all that done. But to make a long story short, 2008, I got delivery of my brand-new Corvette that the Holy Ghost showed me, the Holy Informer showed me that it belonged to me. Hallelujah. I tell you, I know, well, pastor, that's so carnal. No, everything in your life is it, it, not, it's, God's interested in anything you're interested in. It doesn't, it doesn't bankrupt heaven for you to drive nice, wear nice, live in nice. What, what hurts is when we do it in the flesh and when we get overextended. Nobody's ever been overextended, have you? <laughs> Amen. And so, uh, you know, I don't go to the doctor to be informed about my health. 
I inform my health what the word says it is. I might have all kinds of symptoms to the contrary, but I'm constantly informing my health. No, no, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. This symptom has to go. And uh, I go to the doctor sometimes for insurance in case there's something I've missed. You know, sometimes I've had in the past, I've had symptoms that didn't respond to my speaking uh, quick enough. And I had some alarming symptoms and, and I went to the doctor to find out what they had to say. And, uh, and then whenever they had a remedy, I had to pray and find out if that was God's escape plan. You know, there's a way of escape for every situation that you have. So it's not about going to the doctor and trusting in the doctor, but it's about, uh, it really, you've got to keep your faith engaged no matter what you do to get informed about certain situations. But the Bible is, your, is, your, is the written information, and the Holy Ghost can give you that which is not written. Hallelujah. All right. And so the second thing that I see here, and this, none of this information could the disciples at this moment in John 16, they could not bear what I'm talking about right now. They couldn't understand it. Why? Because they're still spiritually dead. Why can you understand it? Because you're alive. You're born again. You have the holy informer living on the inside of you. And he's giving a witness as to what I'm saying is true. Uh, the second thing is found there in verse 13. It says, and he will show you things to come. He will show you things to come. He will make known the future unto you, another, verse, another version says. Now, it doesn't make you a prophet just because the Holy Ghost tells you something before it happens. But uh, it is part of his ministry inside of you. It's part of his ministry that we don't have to walk in darkness. That we don't have to walk with a big surprise every time we turn around. And the Holy Spirit, as the Spirit wills, can inform you of things yet to come. You know, one of those things would be the call of God on your life. You know, you know when God informed me that I was called to be a pastor, I, it was futuristic. I wasn't, I was a home builder, but he told me, he says, you know, you've been wondering what I've been calling you for. And uh, when you were a little boy, you thought I, I called you to be a priest, but I never called you to be a priest, but I have called you into the ministry. Yeah. He told me that when I'm 33 years old. Now my wife, I mean, she didn't marry a pastor. In fact, she didn't even marry a home builder. You know, she had a, she had some problems early on when I told her what, what I had understood God to say to me when I got saved. And she didn't really, she wasn't excited for me. She wasn't excited to hear it. And she didn't really quite believe it, to be honest with you. So I went to the Lord about that. I said, Lord, what's, what about, you know, Gladys, she, she's not kind of in agreement with me about this. He said, well, you know, you leave her to me. He was pretty stern with me. <laughs> He said, you know what? She married an engineer and you didn't even, you weren't even an engineer. You didn't even love her enough to be an engineer. You went off and bit, built houses and you didn't even ask her. You just informed her. You said, okay, honey, we're going to go in the home building business. And she's had to follow you around with all the things that you've done in and out, up and down with money and no money at some, at times you leave her to me. I'll take care of her. You just obey me. I said, yes, sir. <laughs> And so I quit making a big thing of it. And I was very patient. And, uh, you know, thank God, God, 
got a hold of Gladys and she had her ministry that she had to find out about and she had she had to, to know from, from the Holy Ghost over a period of time that, that I did have a call and that it was legitimate. Amen. So, uh, the call of God is future. You know, you don't just step into the call of God. You have to be, you're called first, but then you're qualified. And then you're commissioned. And I think about the qualifying process for me to do what I'm doing here tonight. Teach, standing at this podium and teaching you on the on live stream, I mean, it was quite a rigorous qualification process. And I'm glad for every bit of preparation. You know, all preparation. There is no wasted preparation. <laughs> preparation is so valuable. And many people don't uh, endure the preparation time or the qualifying time. They jump out ahead of God. And, and they just think that God showed them that. He spoke at the future. Well, it's futuristic. It's not today. It's not even tomorrow. It's down the road. And uh, that's what I found out about the, the future. Sometimes we think the future's right next week or the next month or maybe next year. And sometimes the future is decades away <laughs> that the Holy Ghost starts dealing with you about. So the Holy Informer, it's critical for us to know the Holy Informer will let us know about our lives and about our calling and about our ministry. Every one of you has a ministry. Everybody say, I, I have a ministry. My ministry is the believer's ministry. See, God's, God set you in a place where you can bear fruit. And he will, he will show you, he will inform you of things to come. He will give you the future. He'll tell you things about your children that you didn't know. He'll tell you things about your spouse you didn't know. He'll tell you things about your boss you didn't know. He'll th tell you things about your career you didn't know. Listen, if you'll just walk by faith, leave the future up to him, then pray much in other tongues. God will show you things at opportune times. He will show you things because the Bible says so. Amen. You know, I was talking to somebody one time. They were praying uh, about uh, surgery. They were very ill and uh, they were, they just didn't have peace. You know, they were very sick. And uh, he said, you know, Pastor, the doctor said that surgery is going to be 10 hours plus. There's going to be three surgeons in on the, on the surgery. Uh, after the surgery, if it's, you know, it's, it's considered risky, you know, there's a pretty heavy chance that I won't survive it because of the long, length of the surgery. And uh, if I do survive, I'll be up, uh, up to 30 days in the hospital. And, uh, and I'm, I just don't have a lot of of peace about, about doing it. And I said, well, what's the alternative? And he said, well, if, I, if they don't do it, I, I, I'm, they say that I can't live. I said, well, you know, there's a lot of places for the enemy to kill you in this process. You've got one anesthesiologist. What's if, he, if he makes a mistake, you're dead. You've got three surgeons, any one of which can make a mistake and you can die. You've got 10 hours of surgery. They can mess that up and you can die. And 30 days in the hospital after that. So something complication can set in. So yeah, you've got all those things, but then you've got this other thing. You just need to pray and ask God to lead you with his peace. You're, you're trying to look at this in the natural. And he's over in the supernatural. He's, I believe he's got peace for you if you'll just let him give it to you. And after he prayed another night, he said, I have total peace about having the surgery now. I just know it's God's plan. It's God's way of escape. Oh, I tell you, he is the holy informer. He's able to comfort you. He's able to strengthen you. He's able to show you things to come. 
Hallelujah. Thank God we have actionable intelligence from the Holy Informer. Lift your hands and receive tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I hope this blessed you. It blessed me just uh, thinking about all the ways the Holy Ghost has aided me, aided this church. He's been a stalwart companion. He told me one time, I'm your intimate companion, and he is absolutely that. And he's yours as well. Praise God. Hallelujah.